Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the What Did He Said podcast. It's your boy Chingo Bling. Before we get to the episode with actor JJ Soria, it's a good one, y'all. Stay tuned. I just want to remind y'all that I am on tour despite the pandemic. All right, we're going to get y'all in there safe. Everybody going to be spaced out. We checking fever. All that. All right, I'll see you guys in Waco, Texas at the Hippodrome, July 31st. San Angelo, Texas, August 14th. And then for my B-Day, I'm going to be in Denver, Colorado. That's August 21st through August 23rd. Then we hit Abilene, Texas, August 28th. And a lot more to come. So I appreciate y'all's patience. I appreciate y'all's support throughout all this. And everything will be back to normal sooner than you know it. Alright, so y'all stay safe and enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, JJ Soria. Peace. Um, so I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud. I've, I've followed your journey, your life journey through social media. Uh, you know, because you live in Texas and everything, so we don't talk all that much. But um, I definitely followed your journey. I'm, I'm proud of what you've done with career-wise. I'm proud of what you've done with your family, you know. Uh, so much love, bro, and everything. Thank you, brother. Um, and you have been very busy since Philly Brown. Um, everything from, <coughs> I mean, even commercials. Dude, one of my, one of my favorite, and you did a really good job in this commercial. Um, which insurance company is it where, where you're like in the car and it's like bears or something? Like, ah, progressive State Farm. State Farm. Um, I, I always get a kick out of that because those commercials run all the time, whether you're like in an airport or at a gym or something. And it's always one of those like, huh, hey, uh, I, I know that guy. You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, that's that's flattering, bro. That that commercial played for like five years and it played everywhere. I, I was in Vancouver and I saw it. I was in Cancun and I saw it. I'm like, am I getting paid for this? Like, I mean, I, you know, I got paid handsomely for that thing because it played for so many years. But I, I didn't know it was in Cancun and Vancouver. That, that, that tripped me out. Um, but that was a cool spot. It was a cool spot. And what I always like to toot my horn about in regards to like what I thought I what I thought I brought to that commercial was how I changed up the jingle. Usually everyone up until that point had did like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And I added a sense of uh, realism to it because of the scenario that the, you know, the Buffalo is hitting a car and, you know, it's, it's, it's a dramatic scene of sorts. So, which makes the comedy, right. You know, cause the expressions are big. It's a heightened, it's a high stakes, but the way I changed it was, I, like I said, I had the realism to it. So like your neighbors, Steve Farm is there. And I, I believe, at least in my opinion, I think that's what uh, not makes that commercial, but that's what kind of adds a, a, big, a big laugh. Oh, absolutely. If, if you hadn't done it that way, it, it would not have been uh, funny because that was a very good choice on your part because comedy has to, uh, how was the word? like comedy lies in truth yeah that makes sense so the fact that there was a buffalo trying to get into the car of course you're gonna do it with urgency you know what i'm saying i, I thought that's the only way that makes sense i could have i could have done it like everybody else and gone back to like the, the thing the jingle like a good day like a good neighbor state farm is there but it didn't you know it wouldn't sell it but like you'd be like oh oh man uh, uh, this buffalo right here I, I just played it as real as like I try to commit to it. You know what I mean? Do Do you do a lot of comedy? 
Um, not necessarily. I think I think I'm mainly known for dramatic stuff. You know, I played a lot of thugs and things. I played many criminals and, and all that. And, and you, but uh, you, you spent many hours in a makeup chair with the uh, uh, tattoos. Yeah, the tattoos. Um, but my my first significant film that I did was a comedy called Hamlet Two. Uh, so I mean, I've, I've done I've done I've done been done a parody. I did a parody of a of a super fast super fast which is like super, like fast and furious so i've done a, a, a few different um comedic things <clears throat> do, you, do you go out for a lot of comedic things like audition i would say primarily dramatic but definitely i've definitely more and more over the years i've, I've gotten i've dabbled in uh comedy man uh you, you really should if if you have the chance to do it um i mean i highly recommend you to do that because the instinct of what what you just pointed out in that commercial, like it was really well done. I can't stand cheesy commercials that aren't funny. Um, that one really was funny. That was a very good choice on your part. Um, are, are you familiar with uh, Leslie Kahn, the Leslie Kahn acting? Yeah, I'm, I know who Leslie is. Have you uh, have you ever taken classes there? I you know what, bro? That was the the last class I was interested in taking, and that was like years ago. And Got around to it. Uh, I took, I took some, and it, it really, really, really helped me in my stand-up comedy. Uh, just from a performance perspective, like they really talk about, uh, like dare to suck, like dare to bomb, and um, and you know they tell you like don't don't try to be perfect, you know give give a, a left brain, is, is it right brain? Which is the creative side, the left or the right brain? Left. Yeah, so give a left brain performance. And anytime I, I keep all my acting notes from Leslie Kahn. And before I would do even a stand-up comedy show, I would review my acting notes. And a lot of my comedian friends, they really noticed the difference. They're like, yo, man, like you're like listening in the moment. Your timing is great. Like your act outs, you're committing to these characters you're doing up here. Um, they're like, something's really clicking, man. What's going on? It's like, dude, it's these fucking classes I'm taking. Excuse my language. So yeah, dude, um, if you were interested in it before, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, we'll see once we get past all this COVID thing. Maybe I'll go, go check her out. So how is, how is COVID affecting productions and all the projects you have going? Well, there's no productions, at least that I'm aware of. They, they had tried to, or you know, productions have tried to go up and run, and then they've they've halted production, uh, being that there was a spike recently. So, as far as I know, um, yeah. a lot of productions have gone back on hold. I don't know of any that are that are you know shooting right now. There may be, but not that I'm aware of. Um, our show, Hentified, mm -hmm. um, that we got picked up for a season two, and is supposed to happen sometime next year. Uh, I don't know if I'm even allowed to talk about the date that they're talking about, but um, I, listen, we don't, it's until further notice. We'll see what happens. Uh, congratulations. And um, so it's, it's safe to say that season one did great. Yeah, man. Season one was awesome. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a, I don't know numbers wise, but I know that it did well on the Netflix charts, you know, like it, it was in the top 10 in the U.S. It was in the top 10, um, as high as number two, I think, in the U.S. of TV shows and overall, too, I think. And then um, 
in Mexico, it was in the top 10 there. So that, that was really cool. Uh, and I think it was even, it's, I've gotten messages from all over the world about it. So um, it's been good. That's awesome. Um, is uh, Netflix charts, is that a new thing that they're doing? That as far as, yeah, it's pretty new to me. Uh-huh. Yeah, I hadn't heard of that. <clears throat> That's what's up, man. So um, how'd you feel, man, when you got the call? Like, yo, we got picked up for another season. I, I honestly, I expected it, but that's just, um, I just believed in the show. That's just, that just tells you how a testament to how much I believe in the project um, and what we did. I was already proud of it before I had ever even seen a frame, you know, before I even even seen any of it. I just, I, I, I when I, from the moment I read the project to while filming it um, and the way every, everyone's chemistry was, I'm a betting man and I, I bet that I had already bet that this project was going to be a hit from when I read the script. And obviously, listen, it could all turn out the exact opposite way. It could, it could have, but I just believed in it. And um, I mean, you see, uh, have you seen the show? Yeah. I've watched uh, some episodes of season one, but I need to like yeah. finish my binge. Well, yeah. It, it's, it, it's, quick to, it's quick to knock out. My point is to say that, um, from what we did, I was already proud of it before I even seen it. So I believed that it was going to get picked up. And then again, it could, it was a big possibility. It couldn't have, but because that's just the industry, but um, it did. And I'm, I'm grateful. Oh no. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's one thing to get a show all the way to that point. It's another thing to get a second run at it. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a very slim window of opportunity that you're able to, you, you guys were able to sneak in, you know, twice. Yeah, I've, I've actually been told that a couple of times. And like, Yo, don't, don't take, don't, uh, don't sleep on the fact that you got, you know, yeah, don't, I'd be like, yeah, we got picked up for another season. But like, people are like, yo, own that. You know what I mean? Be, be proud and be happy and, and you know, really celebrate, really celebrate that. Uh -oh. That was an applause. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. That was Frank. Hey, so um, while we're on the subject uh, of talking about, you know, JJ putting in the work over the years, being consistent, staying busy, <clears throat> what would you, what, what is the advice, what would you say to someone like about your, what is the JJ system? Like, this is what JJ does. You know, he, he does X, Y, Z, and this is how you end up. Where you are. Well, I think in anything you do, hard work is, is uh, giving your full effort. Giving mm -hmm. your full effort is, is key. Being persistent is key. Always willing to learn is key. Um, believing in yourself without seeking approval of others is huge. Mm -hmm. um, I, I always, to any possible actor, uh, aspiring actors out there or actors, um, I suggest when you go to auditions or when you have auditions, not to, not to go in there trying to get something, not, not trying to, it's not trying to seek the approval of the producers or the room. You should be going in there with what you have to offer. It's not like it's, I think that that's actually can speak to, to your overall existence in the world. You shouldn't be looking at what you can get out of life, but more so what you can give. 
And when you do that, it's just more, it's, it's more appealing back to the auditioning uh, example. It's a lot more appealing to have someone come in and coming in with a cake as opposed to coming in with the, with the empty plate looking to receive. Right. So like, Hey, yo, I brought you this cake. So that, that's what I look when I, when I go to my auditions, I, um, I go in there, like I say, I go in there as a chef and I've prepared, I prepared this cake or whatever it is I'm bringing them. Right. And I go here, try this. This is, you gave me these ingredients to work with. I've whipped this up. Now go ahead and taste it. And then they taste it. And then they give me their notes or like their ideas. Right. And that's like them tossing more ingredients in or taking something out. And then with that, since I'm a chef, I have, I have my own ingredients back here. Sometimes I won't just, I won't just go with what they said. I'll add some of this or maybe not even add everything they said or talk about it. Right. So you communicate. It's all about cooking, cooking together. So that's, um, that's my approach. And I, I share, I say all that to say, don't seek the approval of the room and tell, don't go in there looking for someone to tell you how great you are. You should already go in. You should already, you shouldn't be there if you don't think you're great. You shouldn't be there at that audition if you don't think you have something to offer. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Because yeah. if you're still if you're still trying to seek approval, go back to acting class. You know what I'm saying? That that's where you should go. Be working on your on your skill. You shouldn't be working on your skill in that room. Like I I believe in my I believe in my ability as an actor. Like I, I believe I'm dope. I'm always working to get better. I'm always working to get better. And Chingo, if we're in a scene, I'm gonna tell you, bro. Hey, dog, if you have any notes for me, if you have something, an, an idea, throw it my way. Uh, and you may be thinking, why is he asking me for, you know, for acting advice or notes? He's been working forever because acting is all about, it's all about creating. It's about collaborating. You know what I'm saying? So maybe, maybe you see something that I didn't see and, and I'll be like, oh, you know what, dog? That was a great idea. Let me try that. So that's why I talk about like always learning. So that always never, never feel, never feel that you, that you know it all. Cause the moment you do that, that's just, that's when you stop growing. Yo, when we did, sorry, I, I keep wanting to go back to Philly Brown only because oh, go, like, go back, go back. only because like, that's where I know you from. So everything that I see you in, you know, I, I, I just feel like because I've hung out with you um, on set, that's like the filter that I use. And uh, but that was great advice, by the way. <clears throat> when you were on the set of Philly Brown, um, how, how seasoned were you as an actor? Like, did you already have this philosophy? Uh, not to the point of where I talk about not going. <clears throat> I, I think I was still trying to prove something that as an evolution, as a man, as, as, as I mean, listen, I'm, I'm evolving as a, as, as a man, as I'm evolving as an actor, both, right? And there was a time where I was trying to prove something where I thought, listen, I think all the all the accolades and recognition from the Emmys and the Oscars and all those things are are it's really nice to be to be recognized, acknowledged, right? But uh, there was a time where I thought those things were the the peak of why we do this. Like you haven't made it until you gotten that right like that's the um i think i made my point that like that's the peak and, and and i felt like my ego was was striving for that because i wanted to be um 
I wanted to be considered something as opposed to like, yeah, I want to be considered one of the best or whatever the case may be when that wasn't really my truth. My, my real truth is as long as I believe I'm dope and, and do the best I can do, that's all that really matters. Like everyone's going to, this, 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 this creative space is this art called acting. Everything is all subjective. Like you, I can think I'm dope and you could think I'm whack. Your my opinion is no greater than yours. You know what I'm saying? So like, if you think I'm whack and that's all right, then I'm whack. So my point is to say like, at one time I was trying to, I was trying to attain everyone's approval and everything. And when we did Philly Brown, I think there might've been some of that in there um, at that time. But I, I, at the same time, no, I think, I mean, I was still willing to listen. I've always, I've always been, yeah. I don't think I would have been working as long as I have been if I wasn't. I would have killed my, shot myself in the foot if I was walking around thinking I know everything. But this philosophy, this way of thinking has, has come on more of a, I would say in the past, like eight years or so. Well, well, for one, I mean, you did a great job. Um, that, that was not an easy role. Um, not an easy role. Like it was just, it was just believable. It was really, <laughs> he, I mean, no, you did a, you did a great job, man. Um, <clears throat> I mean, all the stuff that I've seen you in, like, you never disappoint. Uh, what was the thing you did when you were like a soldier or some shit? Army wise or 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 a movie? Wait, a TV show or a movie? It might have been Army Wives. There was there was Army Wives was early on. Army Wives was like my most significant uh, regular role that I had early on in my career. Because I've I've had three three series that I've done as a regular. That was Army Wives. This, uh, the last one that I did before this was called The Oath, which was really cool, like a Dirty Cops, and then this one now. Um, but then I also did a movie with Kristen Stewart called Camp X-Ray, and that was a, a military police. Mm-hmm. What, what, is, what is that dream role that when you close your eyes and think, like, aha, that'll be like the magnus opus, or whatever the word is? Like, What am I? What I, I definitely have two roles that I need to do before this is all said and done. And that's, a, and that's a, um, a combat flick, whether it be boxing or MMA, uh, that's something that's a, a, which we call a dream role of mine to, to be a lead uh, or at least a, a strong, a strong supporting or not. Nah, I want to lead a lead role like that, a lead role where I'm playing uh, either, whether it be a biopic or just a story where I play this fighter. Right. Um, that's a big passion of mine. Frank knows. And, and um, Frank knows about these hands. <laughs> uh, back in the day, Frank Frank uh, was putting hands on me back in the day, but not no more, bro. We go again, you're done. But uh, that and um, I want to do a gritty military project. I want to do like um, uh, Black Hawk Down or my, my, my homeboy, Corey Hardrick has a movie out right now. Let's plug his project. It's called Outpost. The Outpost. That was they actually wanted me for that movie, but things didn't work out. But and I wish I would have been able to do that damn movie. Oh. So, so the dream role is some kind of like martial arts combat. Physical. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Where, I, where that something that's incorporating a lot of phys, physicality. Where I'm, you know, I'm in the cage, or I'm, I'm, you know, boxing. Significant. Like, I want it to be a big part of the film. Um, and then also a gritty action film where I got to go see a military film where they want us to go be and be legit and, and go train 
and, and um, really get in the nitty gritty, so to speak. Well, yeah, yeah. Somebody, uh, can you guys hear me? Uh, somebody has a question and I thought it was pretty good and I want to chime in here. Uh, right. Somebody wants to know uh, what it was like working with Janie Zavetta because I've read in an interview that you used to swing by her house and hit the punching bag. Uh, that's the question. Jenny Rivera. I mean, uh, what's the uh, the the in Philly Brown the singer and then Gina yeah. Rodriguez. Oh, Gina, no, the, the Mexican singer. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. No, you're right. Jenny Rivera. I know Jenny. No, that was that. Was, they must got me confused with somebody else in regards to going over and hitting the bag. Unless there's just stories out there about me. Um, but no, I've never, I've never, I've never met. I've the only encounter I had with Jenny was at an award show, I believe. And it was just in passing. And I just, I, I told her it was a, a quick high and bye type deal. Cause you know, we were in the film together, but we were never in any scenes together and, or even on this, even on the set the same day. Um, so yeah, that would be false information. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what, what was the audition process like uh, for Hentified? Uh, I always like to kind of tell a story. I, I, I was actually in Costa Rica living my best life when I got the audition and, um, just on a real, my, my, I think it's, it's, it's important for me to bring it up because it's just a testament to how, um, how special this project was. I was out there in Puerto Rico, in, in Costa Rica. I had just come off, come off another series and, um, I told my team that I wasn't gonna look at any any auditions. I didn't want to. I didn't want to see any auditions. I just really wanted to have a real vacation. Usually, uh, as an actor, you're taking your tripod everywhere in case you gotta toss up an audition, you know, at the last minute. And uh, this particular trip, I wasn't gonna do that. I was just gonna really submerge submerge myself into the experience. And they still had sent me a couple of auditions and I, and I just looked at them and I was like, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And when they sent me Hentified, I was toward, towards like, I think like the last few days of my trip and I read it and I was like, damn. And I was like, damn, because I knew I had to do it. Like I, th I, I thought I was going to have to find someone out in Costa Rica that spoke English and that could give me a, at least at least put the sentences together so I could go back and forth and do this audition, right? Because I wasn't it wasn't have to be a taped audition um, that I do on my own, right? And and I go, ah. so I call up my agent and I call my manager. I'm like, look, let them know if they I, make sure they're really interested in me, you know, like this isn't the 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 cattle call for Jarhead Six, you know what I'm saying? Where they're just calling a bunch of people in and, and just trying to like, you know, you know what I mean? Trying to weep yeah, yeah. Make it's sure more like, it's more like, hey, we're looking I'm for Jesus. I'm part of a handful of people that they're interested in, right? Um, and from what I understood, I was on, I was, uh, they, they wanted to see me. So luckily it worked out to where I didn't have to do the tape that I was actually ended up scheduling the audition for the day I landed back from Costa Rica. So imagine I'm getting, so let's say I got the, the audition in Costa Rica on Wednesday. Um, we talked about it on, on Thursday and they're like, all right, well you get back tomorrow, Friday. All right, well when the, the appointment time is 5.30. So let's say I landed at, I landed at 4.30. Like it was 
to the wire, bro. I, uh, I, I literally landed, grabbed my bags, dropped them off my place, went to the audition, knocked it out. And then there was a couple other hurdles where we had to go through the process of, you know, chemistry reads and then um, Netflix, you know, they, they had some other hurdles for us to jump over and want to see some other things. So even, even though, even after, like it was, it was a bit of a process, even just to 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 get through, to say the least. Man, so how'd it go? The audition. Well, look at I got the I got the job, bro. I must have went okay. <laughs> you're like you're like from now on, I I, I want to be rushed. I want to be coming fresh from the airport. Yeah, right. It has to. Everything has to be last minute. Nah, man. I mean, look, like I like I I I was on a real high coming coming off of the trip and everything, and so and having this confidence that I have has been building more and more and more over the years. And um, so I, I kind of, honestly, I went in there and I told them who I was and who I believed I was. And I delivered in regards to the performance. And I, I think there was even, I think it's important for me to say this. Like I went in there telling them, you know, like I go, look, I'm a star. And I know the script is, is, is a star and I know what I have to offer it. And listen, you could hear hear me say that and think this guy is a fool of himself and that, all that and the other. But what I mean by that is I know I could shine. You know, I know I have something to offer this, this story. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, ultimately, what I believe in myself as a person, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't apologize for that. Right. So that's the energy I went in there with. And they were all like minded people. And I believe I believe that's the way to be when you go into auditions. That doesn't mean you're gonna book every every job because you don't get along with everyone in life, right? So how would you figure that you're gonna get along with every every group of you know production, right? So I'm like, let me just show my show who I am, as I believe I do all the time, and whoever that vibes with and they they like me for the role, those are the people I'm gonna end up working with. And I saw in the room when they're nodding their heads, like you are right now, they're nodding their heads. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, this is my group of people. We'll, we'll see how it all plays out. You know, listen, there's still, there's still other actors they need to see and there's still like five, um, contract negotiations to go through. But as far as like how I felt about me and those people, I was like, we're, we would do good work together. And ultimately we did. Yo, how, well, how was it working with uh, Terry Crews and, and 50 Cent? Yeah, I I didn't get to work on screen with Fifty. He was a he was just a, a producer. He was he was a executive producer, not just, but he was an executive producer for the show, uh, The Oath. That I'm very another show I'm very proud of as well. Um, but my interactions with with uh, Fifth Fifth, as they say, has been really cool. I mean, I always come. I always gotta say, I, I the the one time that I have hit him up. He texted me back and he sent me bottles of the of the champagne that I asked. So I mean, is that I, is that what you hit is that what you hit him up for, man? I did, I did. I mean, like I don't talk to Fifth like that. I mean, to be honest with you, I gave him a whole like I was like, hey, Fifth, this is JJ, you know, the Mexican from the O's, you know. <laughs> and you're like, it was like, it was like Stan, like first of all, in the club, changed my life and it's great. <laughs> Yeah. I wasn't old enough for the club, but I felt that. You might have, you might have remembered. I was on the wall on the pictures, but no. So, um, but not knew who I was, and he sent and he sent me some stuff. So I got nothing bad to say about Fifth. Nothing but 
positive stuff about say about fifth and Terry, same thing. He was a very nice, generous person to work opposite of. And um, our time together was brief on that film. Uh, <laughs> but it was it was good. What what film was it with uh, Terry Crews? We did a movie called John Henry, which is a, a a folk tale of a character named John Henry who he played. With the hammer, right? Let your hammer down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my buddy, my buddy Midnight, he's a comedian from Dallas. And he's Mexican, by the way. But uh, when we're bored on the road doing stand-up tours back before, you know, all this, and uh, he he just goes off on this song about John Henry. He just starts singing like it, like he's in a freaking gospel choir or something. Really? He's like, John Henry, lay your hammer down, lay your hammer down. <laughs> <laughs> and stick with you. It, it, it's an inside joke, but but trust me, you had to be there. Uh, what, I got a quick question real quick, uh, Chingo. Yeah, uh, so uh, I know that you play uh, a bad cop, crooked cop on the oath. Uh, <laughs> the, the question is, where did you get the inspiration to play that character? Um, the inspiration the, the inspiration was really from the script. Um, well, what, what I loved about that character, Pete Ramos, was that he was had an internal battle um, with himself. He was conflicted because he was trying to stay loyal to his family at home, his wife and his daughter. He was a loving father, a loving husband. And at the same time, he was trying, he was trying to stay loyal to his, his uh, Raven family, the gang family, the you know, our cop gang family, who would, those people would take bullets for him. And I was like, here, I go, how, how do I justify, how do I justify the things that we're doing? And, and um, the way I did that was I'm doing it for my family. I'm doing it for these people that would take a bullet for me. And, we, and we're, we were ultimately kind of, we're doing bad things to bad, consider bad people, right? Like these drug dealers and cartel and all this other stuff. Um, so that, I mean, that's ultimately, to answer your question, I got, I got my inspiration from the material. And then I just did, I, to be honest with you, that the character was kind of, based off a few people that the creator knew. So um, I just took that inf- that information and the script and uh, just did my internal work. Do you have cop fans now? Do I have cop fans? I mean, I have friends who are cops for sure. Oh, from the role? Say again? Meaning like, do you have cop uh, cops that are fans due to the role that you play? Um, I'm... I'm Sure, uh, I'm not sure. I, I would say, I, I, not that I know offhand, not that I know offhand, but um, I know cops that are friends of mine. I don't know if I have any fans. Hey, hey um, right now when you said you did your inter- internal work for the role, what does that mean specifically? Um, validating why I do what I do, like make, making it make sense to me. Um, if I was putting it like every every character I play, I know you really love this shit, Chico, because you're really into character. You're really into uh, you're into the craft and the work. Um, so every character I play is me as that. Everything I do is me as that. Maybe I might try to um, play with an accent or whatnot, but um, for the most part, 
I put myself in those shoes and I, and I, and I, I take the, 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 the breakdown of, of the character and I, 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 I find those, those elements within myself if, if they're there and then everything else, I just, I, I, I give myself the freedom to, to use my tool, my instrument, me, my inner feelings and, how, and my instincts to go about playing out these scenarios, these scenes. So that's the work, the internal work is just contemplating these scenes, contemplating how I'm saying what I'm saying and um, making it true to myself that I, so I believe it. At the end of the day, that's what matters. I, I, I do my best to commit to every moment that I'm in this. I know I'm not really shooting a real gun or like I'm not shooting real bullets or whatever. And I'm not like Philly Brown. That, let's go back to Philly for a second. I don't know if you remember, but there's a scene where um, I slapped Christy. Um, you know, it's a physical scene, and that that was uh, that was a tough scene for me personally because my my dad beat my mom, and and that that was uh, so to ever. I, I'm I don't like. I don't like doing stuff like that. I know the scene where I do kind of something like that, something, something aggressive like that to a woman in, in army wise. And um, I didn't care for that, but um, having to commit to that moment, my point is to say, having to commit to that moment as much as possible. And, and, and obviously, you know, you're not really hitting that person, but, um, or maybe sometimes you are, right? Depending on, on what the your relationship with that actor is and what they're okay with. Well, but, well Chrissy's a professional, so she's probably like, yeah, man, just. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but I, I don't think I ever like, really cared. But I I apologized to her like I did at the, you know, when the scene was done, I had to go sit by myself. And I was like, yo, after, I was like, yo, okay, I'm so sorry. Yo, so, yo, so, and by myself, I had a moment. But um, what was my whole point going on, on that rant was just about, you know, doing doing the work you got to do to commit to every scene. So before we get into some um, rapid fire questions, um, man, how many years? Because I'm I'm really really proud of you, JJ. How many years? How many years have you been a, 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 a an actor, man? Like a, you're a you're a professional working artist. Yeah. How many I years? Uh, I want to say like. 15, 16, something like that. Uh, I've been making my living doing it, I think, for the past eight or 10 years. That's amazing. That's Very amazing. fortunate, man. Very fortunate. Hey, but during these during these COVID times, hopefully this stuff ends sooner. I'm like, I'm, a, I'm about to create a I'm about to create a OnlyFans. I'm about to create <laughs> Hey, 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 you about to be like uh, swipe up to see what's under the hat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, brother. Hey, we're in the same boat, man. Uh, I've been living off my art for a long time as well. But in these COVID times, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, man. Got is, these new hats right here, baby. You know what I'm saying? You know where to get them at, big dog. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Hey, being an entrepreneur, man, it's uh, it's um, challenging to say the least. Uh, and and But I during these times, like, at the beginning, I, I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. Um, there's a there's a, a a world like a world reason, and then there's a reason within your life, your own journey. And I believe this time 
for me in my life is a moment to test my patience and my belief in myself. Now, ultimately, I believe I'll get through this. And, and uh, I, I've already, like, I've thought about the worst case scenario. I was like, okay, what is the worst case scenario? The industry never comes back. What happens? I go, well, maybe I have to, sell, I have to probably sell my place and live in my car and live in a tent in my sleeping bag. I, and I was like, I went to that extreme to see how I felt about it. And I was like, well, I'll be okay. I f- I'll find a way to support myself. Um, fortunately for me, I don't have a family to take care of, so I can have that, that freedom and, and liberty. But um, it's very empowering to be okay with knowing that I'll be okay if that would be the case. Like, I, my, my identity doesn't uh, rise and fall based on this thing called an acting career. Like, I could stop acting now if I wanted and still feel fulfilled. Like I, I know, I know I'm good at what I do, and I know people would still want me to be in movies and TV shows if I, even if I were to stop, um, just because I, I, I know what I have to offer. Um, but again, being being able to emotionally and, and and be okay with yourself, knowing if if things were to, <laughs> uh, shit were to hit the fan, so to speak, excuse me, and, and be the worst case scenario that I'd be okay with that. But ultimately, do I believe that's going to be my 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 future, no, I believe we'll get through all this and in time and I'll be back up on set, you know? And, uh, but my point is to say in between now and then I was like, okay, I've been just living off of, and I'm financially, I'm okay right now, but I'm like, okay, I do need to generate some kind of income. What, what, besides, you know, royalties and shit, um, what are other, other areas of interest and passion? Cause I'm, I'm, definitely not gonna i don't want to do anything where i'm not happy bro because at the end of the day life that's why i said i'm okay i'll go i'll go learn how to hunt (laughs) and go cook my own food over a over some sticks and i I just gotta be happy i can't i can't be i can't not be happy yeah that that uh mental exercise that you just described like i pictured worst case scenario that's uh i want to say that i'll that comes from like stoicism. There's a philosophy called stoicism. Have you heard of it? No, I just make up my shit, but go ahead. <laughs> so, so basically what some people do, what some people do is they'll, they'll tell themselves, all right, I'm gonna wear the same clothes all week. I'm gonna eat uh, tuna sandwiches with like just some, some real basic thing that, that you knew, you know, worst case, that's all you had. I'm going to just eat that all week. And it's a, it's a mental exercise to be like, is this what I was so afraid of? To be able to ask yourself, is this what I so feared? And you, and you start to realize, I don't need a lot to be happy. Like you, it, It's almost like if I just had this one backpack with uh, some instant coffee, uh, my favorite tea, you know, so on and so forth. A couple um, noodles. Yeah, or these, yeah, these specific items, whatever just so that it frees yourself. Like what you described that is very freeing to, yeah. to have that, that confidence to know. It's really important, man. And, and I'm glad we're talking about this. Cause I feel like this is the kind of stuff, especially from artists like ourselves that, I mean, people put into a certain um, box or like they see, you know, they think it's because you're in Hollywood and your movies and TV shows that um, you're, you're living, you know, I mean, listen, my, I, I'm not. I'm not complaining about my life. My life is great. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, uh, the and I've and I've done well for myself. But that being said, my life does not. I don't base my life off that. 
right? I rem- I rem- I I am just as happy when I, I was just as happy when I didn't have anything, you know, like um, when I was eating tuna out of a can with peas and 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 mustard and you know. Hey, that's like, just sound, that's just sounding good. <laughs> that's, that, that's all I ate, dog. Tuna can back in the day. I had tuna cans with mustard. I I, I used to shop at a ninety nine cent store and my little studio apartment with the roaches. And if, and I had my little my little tuna can and, and my my little, sprinkle little uh, almonds almond slices in there, you know. But and I was striving. I was I I, I was happy because I knew where I was going, right? So being able to to be like, I'm just as happy with or without anything is very empowering. Yeah, pe- people don't know like like what you were saying about you know people when they see you in in movies or you're living the Hollywood life they don't know all the ins and outs that, that come with it and, and how you got to pay people out of yours, of your share. And um, I mean, just for example, like I, w- I only worked, I think I forget how many days, cause I was only in a handful of scenes in Philly. So needless to say, it was an independent movie. I didn't make much. Uh, and, and, and it's cool because I really didn't make much because I flew my ass in from Texas. Uh, and then my you paid to do that movie (laughs) basically yeah basically and and nothing against the the production or the or the that's just the way it is it's an independent movie there's a shit ton of other people you gotta pay and stuff you gotta pay for and i'm just one little piece so you know my little day rate or whatever uh and and another example of how people don't really know a lot of times how money works, uh, I guess how economics work in the entertainment industry. When people heard I'm, I made the switch from like rap and music to stand-up comedy, it was one of those like, ooh, man, uh, do, you, do you miss music? It's kind of like, no. <laughs> like, yo, I, sh- I wish I would have known what comedy was like way sooner. And and the other thing I like to I like to even tag on the end of that was just, is to say like just because that's a, that's an old way of thinking too just because you stop doing music what like that's the only that's the only thing you ought to do you know what I mean like you you have other you have you felt like you have other other ways or excuse me you had you had something to offer these other art forms um, I've I've actually did a little I did a little three to five piece, uh, five minutes, my, my boy, uh, stand up, my, my boy, um, Momo Rodriguez great, graced me with the opportunity to, at the end of his show, to do a little bit. My, my point is, my point in bringing that up is to say, just because you do one thing and, that, and that's what you do for a long time, doesn't mean that you don't have other areas of interest. You know what I mean? I have, you know, you, when you start a brand, you start, you know, you start your apparel line, your chingo apparel line and all that. Um, these are other areas of interest. We all have, and well, not all of us, but you know, a lot of us have other areas of interest. Yeah, um, man, if you're still if you're still flirting with the idea of of doing some stand up, let me know. Um, I I'm gonna make six years uh, August fifteenth, but it, it's it's hard to count it as a real six years only because you know we've been on lockdown and I was supposed to be in Atlanta today. I was supposed to be on stage right now. <laughs> yeah. What happened? Pandemic. Oh, um, oh. Yeah. So 
it, it's been one of those things where like dates get postponed, things things get rescheduled, but it's it's really annoying because there's so much in the air and it's kind of hard to promote and tell people like, hey, uh, for example, Waco, Texas, July 31st, uh, that's still good to go, you know, but we still got to kind of wait and see because uh, a lot of this isn't in our hands. You know, you have mayors and governors and spikes and media and there's a lot, this. man. Listen, and I don't know what to believe. I'll, I'll tell you that much. I don't know what to believe. Like I've, I've put up. I, apparently, I've put up false information, or people have told me what I'm putting up is false. And um, you know, you, you're, you're, everyone all of a sudden is now an expert on. Everybody's uh, Dr. Fauci in this in this thing. Everyone's, <laughs> a, everyone's a freaking expert, bro. And I'm just trying to figure out who to listen to. And and then, and then it's gotten to the point to where like, look at. I have I have no I have no real issue with wearing a mask. Um, I, I pretty much wear it just to to uh, appease everybody else. And because I, I I mean if I were to catch it I wouldn't want to spread it and everything. You're but, like and and y'all might have seen my progressive commercial and I don't know if I want. Yeah right. I'm a, <laughs> now now no one can recognize me because I'm all got the damn mask on. <laughs> You're like <clears throat> uh, not even I kind of like I like the mystery. Yeah, but um, just to, just all I'm saying is, dog, I don't I don't know what to believe. I don't. I, I've I'm already skeptical and about. I'm I'm a skeptic in general, you know. And now with all this, that's smart. Stuff, that's yeah, smart. Man. That's smart because you know a lot of people don't know. They don't know like to ask for context. They don't. They don't be like when they see a video. Most people aren't like. Huh, well, what happened right before this part? Or can we see the, another angle? Or what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Like the average American kind of forgot how to think a little bit. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, that's very wise of you to kind of question things. And sometimes you got to wait even 48 hours for when you get hit with this like crazy uh, information. You have to kind of like, sleep on it and process it and research it and ask around before you even post anything period yeah. it's interesting being being that like we're considered to be like personalities or or um in uh, people who are influential influencers if you will because um it's interesting because you're just trying to trying to use your platform, or at least I can speak for myself, where I've tried to use my platform to inform, uh, just to share stuff that I'm learning. And, and then you get, you get some, some uh, feedback, if you will. And, and it just, it just makes you just not want to be like, well, and, and then you, if you're called out for something that's, that may be false or does, that people don't agree with, I got to the point to where I was like, you know what, man? I really don't care that much. Y'all, you all do you. You know, yeah. I, I'm gonna mind my business. <laughs> I'm gonna mind you my business. You know what? <laughs> I've been, I've been, hey, I've been hitting people with this one. You know what? Good luck with that. <laughs> For real, dog. <laughs> I'm just trying, I'm just trying to enjoy my life while I have it, dog. It goes by quick. Yeah. It's like, look, man, while y'all boycotting beans out there, I'm gonna go ahead and, you know, smoke something, watch this uh, YouTube or something. <laughs> I feel like I really do feel Chingo that a lot of these issues. Call me naive, but um, 
if we could just go back to like the simple, the, the simple things in life. One, treat people the way you want to be treated. I, it's been around for years. Mm-hmm. I, I live by it. I live by it. And, and it, it suited me just fine. Um, the, truth, the truth shall set you free. And bro, if that is not the truth, I don't know what is. But the, the, the more free I am, and number one, being truthful with yourself. I, I feel like so many people lie to themselves in the mirror, you know, constantly, or they don't even look at themselves in the mirror to be honest with themselves. They just, they don't even, they, don't, they can't even do it. You know what I'm saying? So if we could just be honest with ourselves be, and with everyone else and, yeah. and people the way you want to be treated, again, call me naive, but I feel like that would be a, a, a big, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? A big help to everything yeah. that's yeah, and, and I wish it could be that simple, uh, no, you know. But it, is, but it is, but we make it complicated. Well, yeah, no, it is, but you have the media, you got social media, you got a whole lot of just, you know, other crap. But, yes, I would like to add uh, Mind Your Business mm-hmm. on there to that list. Yeah, it's very true. And uh, there was another one, man, but yeah, I, I, I draw, I draw like, blank. Like, who really cares about, who really cares about Will Smith and Jada right now? You know what? You know they're, what? They're <laughs> oh. Yeah, but but you know what though? Like, I'm starting to get curious about it. I'm like, you know what? Let me go watch one of these interviews because I, I'm hearing everybody talking about entanglement and this and that. And I'm like, I feel left out. Out of the cheese man? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I I can't lie. I've I've, I've checked on it too because it's there. But but at the end of the day, I'm what I, do would we? If it wasn't in our face, would we really care? Will we, will we be thinking about will we be thinking about I wonder what Will and Jada's relationship is like right now. No, no, we wouldn't. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't work, it doesn't work that way. I was telling Frank uh while we were setting up for this, it people think sometimes that what we're shown the order of which the the order of importance of stuff that we're being shown or fed uh has to be the order of importance. But that's not really it. Just just because the news is showing you uh, X, Y, and Z, it doesn't mean that A, B, and C is actually a bigger thing. Uh, that should, you know, that's a whole nother thing. So uh, I've had you on for an hour. I want to do these uh, rapid fire questions. So with these, these are funnier if you keep them just kind of like boom, boom, boom. Like don't even think of them. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. You ready? We have JJ Soria. You ready, brother? Yeah. False. <laughs> The truth shall set you free. All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Favorite ice cream flavor? Cookies and cream. Nice. Do you believe in fate? No. Favorite number? Eight. Have you ever worn socks with sandals? Yes. Name a primate besides monkeys and apes. Me. Huh, nice. I thought you were going to bring some shit back from Costa Rica with this one. <laughs> Uh, why can't we tickle ourselves? I'm sure you could do a little bit. I mean, it's got you got you got to catch yourself off guard. You get me like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the trick. Uh, what does a person need to be happy? Love, to be honest, man. Love, you need to love yourself. Nice. Is there such thing as objective beauty? Is there such thing as ob- objective 
as, a, as opposed to subjective? Yeah, that's how the question is written. Fuck that question. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't even know the answer. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, what's the best age? What's the best age? Yeah. The best age is the age you're at. Nice. Is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? No, but I've done it. <laughs> and that must, have been, that must have been pre-COVID. Yeah, for sure. Favorite quote? It's actually my own. Uh, look at life through a lens of gratitude and everything that matters will come into focus. I'll say it again. Look at life through a lens of gratitude and everything that matters will come to focus. I like to toss yes. another one. Out. I'm gonna toss another one. Uh, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. I wish I, I need to remember the name of who did that, but uh, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. That's right. Hey, we can end it right then and there because that was uh, that was that was a good one. Uh, man, it was great catching up with you after all these years. It was great going down memory lane. Um, just go ahead and uh, just remind everybody the main projects that you're promoting and that you want them to ch where to where to follow you on social media. Well, I'm definitely proud of Hentified back there, which is on uh, Netflix um, streaming now. You can catch that on there. I have another show over here, which I'm very proud of. It's called The Oath. You can find out on Sony Crackle. Uh, then the John Henry's on, on um, Netflix. But um, that's what I got going on right now. I'm currently unemployed, looking for the next gig. That's what's up. Uh, tell them where to follow you online. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, you got J-J-S-O-R-I-A, and that's on um, Twitter and Instagram. And then J-J-S-O-R-I-A-08 on Facebook, if anybody does that. That's what's up, man. Well, uh, uh, I, I want to catch up with you uh, after all this. So thank you so much for being on Chingo Bling Live, brother. JJ Soria, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Thank, thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Uh, I, I'm gonna cut it. I'm gonna cut it here. Uh, I'm gonna take it off live. Thank you, guys. Uh, and just hold on one second.